Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi guys, I'm Tana and welcome back on the Tana Talk Soccer Podcast. Today I will be discussing the Champions League last eight, the quarterfinals. Stay tuned, sit back and get ready to know what Tana thinks about each and every clash. Welcome to your favorite podcast, the number one, Tana Talk Soccer Podcast. Okay, welcome back. Today, I'll be discussing the Champions League quarterfinals, as I said earlier, and I'm going to be starting with Porto versus Chelsea. FC Porto eliminated Cristiano Ronaldo's Juventus. That was an extremely impressive achievement by the Portuguese side, but I think Chelsea is a tall, tall order for Porto. I don't think it's possible for them to pull one over Chelsea, especially the form they've been in since the appointment of Thomas Tuchel. I think he's made this Chelsea side very, very solid defensively, actually. They are very solid defensively. They, they seem like a balanced side. Uh, like they're not really creating a lot of chances or big chances up front but to be honest it's kind of hard to beat them right now and I think that's always the foundation of for every good team like yes you have to score goals to win games which they are doing to be honest one goal two goals or whatever but the truth is that the first foundation is you have to be difficult to beat and when you're hard to beat that means that even if you don't you don't seem like you're going to win the game the other team also can't win and then this just puts you in a situation where like you can get one chance and stuff and if you're clinical then you can always get victories and that's the case with Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea. I'm not saying they are, they, are, they are like, I'm not trying to undermine anything, I'm just trying to say at the moment they're not really creating a lot of chances but it's not a problem because to me they look like a very very proper football side, they look like a proper proper football team actually and I'm very impressed with how they look. As I said earlier they're very difficult to beat so like Porto can't just do it. It's as simple as that. You know, like you look at some sides and they are very, very exciting. Like maybe a Borussia Dortmund side where you know they can score three goals, four goals, but they're not difficult to beat, you know. You know that you can get past them. You know you can score them. You know that they will concede a lot of goals. So in this way, like, it always makes up for an interesting encounter when you see like a Dortmund on another side because you know that things can happen here. But with Chelsea, I don't see the possibility because even if Chelsea are not their best attacking-wise, even if the likes of Werner, and uh, Mount and um, Havertz, all these guys, even if they are not, even if they are not playing particularly well that day and like maybe creating chances or being clinical in front of goal, 
I just don't see how Porto will break Chelsea down, actually score enough goals to win the tie over both legs. So this first one clearly goes to Chelsea Football Club. They are into the semi-finals. Now, Manchester City versus Borussia Dortmund. I have to say this is an interesting one. Of course, off the top of my head, I feel like Manchester City are going to win. But that's the way I felt last year. That's the way I felt the year before that. That's the way I felt the year before the year before that. And I can keep going on. The truth is this. like Manchester City have been one of the teams of the decade in terms of how good their squad is on paper and everything from like everything about it. You know, they've had good managers. And they've had very, very good squads. The starting XI, the depth, the bench, young, nice, exciting players coming from the academy. Like, it's just a proper football team and it's, and it's a dream for any fan and any coach and any player, you know, to be involved in that kind of quality in general. And to be honest, like, you can't blame me for always thinking, oh, Manchester City will win this game. Manchester City will defeat this team when it gets to the Champions League knockout round. But they failed to do this time and time again and i don't know if they are worth my trust you know it's just like okay imagine you have a lying girlfriend or a lying boyfriend and then <laughs> you keep expecting a change and it never happens never happens and it seems like it gets to a point of course like you have to just not trust them to do the job and that's almost the case with me at manchester city but it's not there yet i still can't get my head around and say okay don't mind they're going to win this no i don't think they're going to win this but what i know is what I know is, I shouldn't be writing Dortmund off at all. I shouldn't be writing Dortmund off because I've seen what happened to Manchester City in the last couple of years. You know, going out against sides they were hundred percent favorites against. It's not. It's not even. It's not even an argument. Hundred percent favorites against. They were meant to win this with these ties, and then what happens? They end up getting knocked out. So I don't know what to tell you actually. But I feel like Manchester City are going to win. And that's my pure thought. This, this, that's actually the truth. I feel like Manchester City are going to win. But also, if they don't... <laughs> of course, I wouldn't be surprised. But, like, I would just I would just let Manchester City disappoint me first. I will go with that. Manchester City just disappoint me first. But as of my prediction... My predictions? No. I can't just get my head around giving up money win here. I just have to give Manchester City the win. And if they, if they, if they, if they go out, I will not be disappointed or surprised or any of the above... I would just, I wouldn't say it was expected, but it's one of those things we've gotten used to with Manchester City, but I expect Manchester City to come off this type victorious. Now, down to Paris and Germain or Bayern. Like, everyone seems to put Bayern on a higher level than PSG, and rightfully so. I have no complaints with that. They are more successful. Their team is very, very balanced. They have the best players in the world. On, on like, form, no, I'm not talking about hype though, because as, as far as hype goes, it goes like it's only Lewandowski that gets like a lot of it in that squad. But to be honest, the ball Kimmich is playing, I wouldn't put any other central midfielder above him in the last two seasons. Just facts, you know, I watch him and I can't just, there are no words to, 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 to really explain how good this guy has been for club and country. Does everything right around the box, scores goals, gives assists, play makes, defense, like he's such a beautiful footballer. And, and just, uh, he's almost the perfect player in my opinion, if you ask me, for my, for my understanding of football. There are also a lot of other guys, Thomas Muller, you're not really hearing anything, but this guy has been world class for as long as I can remember myself watching Thomas Muller, and he is still world class, delivering on the very highest level. So, so many, I can keep on going, going. You have Goretzka, Pierre Kimmich in the midfield, doing very well as well. And they seem very balanced. For PSG, I think PSG are very volatile, like they are side where, like over the past few years, although they have Poch now, and I, Poch is a coach I really respect, even though he's a coach that divides a lot of opinions amongst people. Personally, I respect this man and I actually think he's a really good coach. 
Now moving on, like for over the past few years, PSG they've looked like a very volatile side. They said that you don't know exactly what you can expect from them. Uh, sometimes, you know, they, they show up, the superstars show up and they play some really accelerating football, some really cracking football. And sometimes just look like they're not interested in the football and hanging by a thread and then they give the incentive to the opposition to actually come at them and do what they like. Like against Barcelona in the second leg, I have to say if Barcelona were a tad better, like if Barcelona were just a bit better, maybe they had some better players playing at their best. Like I won't say if it was just a better Barcelona generally. I don't want to really I'm not here to analyze the Barcelona situation and why they were where they are right now. That's not what this podcast is about. But like if this was a better Barcelona side 100% I feel or 95% Barcelona would have come back again and the truth is this they have no business coming back PSG had no business in putting Barcelona in such a position what happened to Paradise and Verratti and these guys in the second half of that second leg like just totally give Barcelona the initiative they give them the incentive they give them come and take it and then like I just have to say they got away with one there they got away with one there they really did get away with one there and against the side like Bayern that like they're pretty solid I think it might be closer down than than a lot of people might think it will be. I don't know what people are thinking it to be, but I think PSG can cause Bayern troubles as well. If like the likes of Mbappe, if if he's playing well, I think Mbappe is just the key here because apart from the fact that he's going to go like stay a lot of stay in like a lot of centralized positions and really test their center backs rather than the full backs. I also think that Bayern's high line can give him something. You know, like in the finals of the Champions League last year, you saw it clearly. It could have worked. PSG had the chances to actually score Neymar, Mbappe, and they actually had moments, but the truth was that both of them had quite poor games, Neymar and Mbappe, and it was just one of those games, like, it's very sad for PSG, like, the biggest game in their history, um, had their two superstars, the two guys that they really wanted it to win them, the two guys that they're spending a lot of money on in terms of wages, and they also spending a lot of money on bringing them into the club and keeping them there and stuff like that, that was the game where they had to show up, but sadly they didn't, and as, as, as as much as this causes a lot of controversy in terms of oh this player isn't this good this player blah blah blah, I must say it's one of those things. Yes, it's kind of legacy defining, maybe not legacy defining, but like it will be told in the future that okay this final the Champions League when they got there Neymar didn't do anything and Mbappe didn't do anything blah blah blah. But the truth is that at the end of this one of those things. Now, but we saw that like it could work. We saw that there was something in there, you know. That Bayern's high line up against Neymar and Mbappe. We saw them testing it. Neymar and Mbappe just really. That final bit of quality that we always see from them on a very regular basis, it just wasn't there, you know, and that's just what killed them, in my opinion. But then, as I said, we could see it there, and we know, I know very much that PSG can hurt Bayern if they play to perfection. But over two legs, based on so many different factors, apart from the actual quality of players on the pitch, based on the mentality, based on the experience, based on being there, doing that... And based on the feel, the confidence, everything that has to do with this competition and these teams at the moment, I feel Bayern Munich are slightly favourites here and I will go with them based on that. And for me, the most balanced game of the round, Liverpool versus Real Madrid, they are both teams that have quality, they both have quality, 100%, you know, some ageing guys, some youngins, I think they are both good teams, you know, Real Madrid are in a better position this season. And the La Liga, Liverpool are currently out of even the top six due to their crazy run from December till now, which they've just been losing and drawing and winning very few games. I saw them go from first to seventh, and it could have been a lot worse if the likes of Arsenal and Co were a bit more serious, to be honest, and winning more games. They could have, as like the form is worth second half of the table, you know, it's 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 second half of the table form, to be honest. But like 
Luckily for them as well, other teams around them aren't particularly doing well and winning games, so they've managed to keep it at 7th right now. Let's see. Real Madrid, as I said in the league, they are doing a bit better than Liverpool. They are currently 3rd and they still have a very, very good chance of winning the title, which I must say is a very fantastic position. Now, let's look at these two teams. I feel like Real Madrid currently, like their, their potential in terms of their pick, I, th I see Real Madrid as a side that their best doesn't scare me, you know. Like, gone are the days where you see the best of Real Madrid. They're just like a really balanced side, like with a lot of good technical players, intelligent players, Luka Modric, uh, Karim Benzema, Tony Cruz. These guys are very good footballers, Casemiro, all them guys, and like, they can really, they know how to win games, they're experienced players, but like, they will never blow you out of the water, they will never blow you away, to be honest. And like, if we're being honest here, I feel like if Liverpool can show up on this day, if they can actually show up as Liverpool, I think they should be beating this Real Madrid side. With no disrespect to Real Madrid, but we can't just say that because Liverpool are not Liverpool. They've just not been Liverpool for three months now, and like, I don't know what is wrong. I've had podcasts on this, I've had shows on this, I've talked about so many different things and how like their confidence took a hit and for some reason they just could never recover. They just didn't get to recover. But for the first time in a while, they actually got back-to-back -back wins. And let's see how they react against Arsenal after the international break. And let's just see what goes on from there because like if they start looking like the Liverpool of old before then, then I have to say I think they are better side than Real Madrid. Yes, I know there's no Van Dijk, there's no Gomez, there's no Matip. There are injuries in the squad. Agreed. But I think they're a better side than Real Madrid if they're actually playing. I think they're not better on paper, but I think they have the potential to actually win this Real Madrid side because they can score goals at their best. But truth is, I'm still I'm still waiting to see them at their best. It's been a long, long while since they've been at their best. And well, as I said, they're going to play a couple of games and we're going to see them before the Champions League against Real Madrid. They're going to play. So like these games are the only thing that can possibly change my mind and feel okay Liverpool will win this but I'm putting out my predictions right now and as it stands right now due to how Liverpool have shown weakness mentally I think Real Madrid are going to win this because Liverpool's main problem is mental and that's where a team like Real Madrid can come in and hold on and take the advantage you know they are playing against the side that have won the Champions League more recently than them that have won the league uh, last season as well so like a side that have that has really shown quality exciting players Mane Salah these guys they've really done well and stuff. You added a player like Thiago to their ranks. You have Fabinho, very good midfielder. Okay, Hendo is out now, but you also have Vinaldo. You have young guy Cotton just coming in. You have Shakiri who can pull the strings and, and bring some real quality in the final third in terms of passing and shooting around the block. So like basically, they are sad that normally everything was meant to be good, but then with this current situation where they lost games, lost games, lost games, and the confidence is in the mud, they're very weak mentally. You know, just one goal, you know, from Real Madrid, and you see Liverpool players putting their heads down and sulking over it. This is not the Liverpool we used to know. The attitude is just totally changed. Like, Liverpool can do so well for 80 minutes and maybe Real Madrid scores a goal and Real Madrid, Liverpool starts to collapse and Real Madrid goes on to win the game. We saw this against Leicester. I've seen this a couple of times. Again, this isn't it. This is their bad run. So, like, I think this is the factor, you know. Like, if it was something else, I don't know. Maybe Mane wasn't able to play. Salah wasn't in. Like, so many key players haven't been able to play and then the form is so bad that... They can't win because these players, like so many good players are out. Yeah, so many good players are out, but they still have enough players that can win games for them. So the problem isn't that. It's just, it's just their confidence. And that's why I feel like the psychological part, this is a, this is a part where Real Madrid, even when they are lacking in the quality, even when the quality is lacking, they compensate for it with that psychological part, with that mental part. So I feel Real Madrid are going to win this tie. I actually feel they're going to win this. 
it's a game that like no matter how it goes like no one can be shocked you know like this is Liverpool we're talking about they've been very good in the past few years so like if they decide to wake up for this tie and play some good football and knock Real Madrid out of out of the league blow them out of water then no one can be surprised you know but at the same time like I just expect with all things with all things that are currently going on at both clubs and even the Real Madrid are not very good at the moment but they are in a better position and because I think Liverpool's problem is primarily psychological they are very weak psychologically there's no more mentality monsters they are weakness mentally now that's the way they appear on the pitch you know any small thing just changes the mood and then they just open up and they throw away a game basically and I think this is where Real Madrid are very very strong at the moment and generally it's just a culture thing it's a tradition it's in their DNA so I feel Real Madrid will get this so going through to the semi-finals, we have Chelsea, Real Madrid, Bayern, and Manchester City. Thank you for listening to the Tanner Talk Soccer Podcast. I am the Tanner Oriche. Please do not forget to subscribe, like, and share. Bye. The Tanner Talk Soccer Podcast, the number one. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.